Shalom, my dear brothers and sisters. We are going to continue with the study of the letter that Paul wrote to the Corinthians, Second Corinthians, and we have arrived to chapter 9, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I would like to read the whole chapter, all the 15 verses that are found in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. If you have your Bible with you, please open your Bible, and I'm reading beginning with verse 1. For is touching the ministering to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you, for I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that Achaia was ready a year ago, and your zeal has provoked very many. Yet have I sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf, that as I said ye may be ready, lest haply if they of Macedonia come with me and find you unprepared, we that we say not ye, should be ashamed in the same confident boasting. Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty, whereof ye had noticed before that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that he always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministered need to the sower both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruit of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causes through as thanksgiving to God. For the administration of this service not only supplies the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgiving unto God. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ, 
and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men. And by their prayer for you, which long after you, for the exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Well, beloved brothers and sisters, this ninth chapter is really an extension of the previous chapter, which dealt with the grace giving. The Apostle Paul, to remind us all, was writing the second epistle, second letter to the Corinthians. Now, after things were straightened out and Corinthians have accepted the fact that Paul wished well for them, and now that Titus of gone, came back and gave good report to Paul, now Paul is continuing to encourage the Corinthians, and especially now, here in these chapter 8 and chapter 9, he is sharing with them the importance of the collection that he is intending to collect and to take with him when he is traveling to Judea, to the poor Jewish believers in Judea. Now in chapter 8, we have already covered this interesting uh, chapter where Paul have instructed the Corinthians concerning grace giving. Giving in spite of circumstances, grace giving should be done cheerfully. Grace giving is when we give as the Lord Yeshua Jesus the Messiah gave. Grace giving is when uh, we give willingly and grace giving is when we give by faith. That's what he was saying to the Corinthians in chapter 8. Now in chapter 9, beloved brothers and sisters, he's giving uh, an encouragement to the Corinthians to encourage them to be faithful and to fulfill the promise that they have made for the giving for the saints which were in Judea. Now notice this, in this ninth chapter, Paul encourages the Corinthians that he, although they were not accustomed to grace giving, here he's giving fivefold reasons as to giving, to have this grace giving in the mind and in the heart of every believer in the local assembly in the city of Corinth. He has explained to them already in chapter 8, if you remember, and I'll read just a few verses in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, we read, Moreover, brethren, verse 1, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. He have already written to them about the churches in Macedonia, how graciously they, in spite of their trials, in spite of their poverty, they were liberal 
in willing to send with the Apostle Paul fund for the poor in Judea. So he have already spoken with them about the fact that the people of Macedonia, the believers in Macedonia, were in such a way willing to give for the needs of their brethren. Now in this ninth chapter, Paul motivated the Corinthians to be involved in this special offering for the saints. So Paul gives them here fivefold reasons for giving. Of course, in the context here, the giving would be in order that Paul and others that will be with him will carry their support for their poor brethren in Judea. But there is a principle that Apostle Paul teaching every believer with respect to giving. And that's why this chapter is specifically 2 Corinthians 9, deal with uh, the believer's giving. And so the first encouragement and the first reason that Paul is emphasizing here is in the first five verses. What he's really saying to the Corinthians in the first five verses of 2 Corinthians 9, he's saying to them, your giving will provoke others. Your giving will encourage others, will provoke them to love, will provoke them to be encouraged, will provoke them uh, to respond, will provoke others. Your example will provoke others. So in verse 1, Paul points to the advantage that the Corinthians will have by ministering to the saints in Jerusalem. He says in verse 1, for is touching the ministering to the saints. Again, these saints he have already spoken of in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 in the first few verses. You remember what he says in 1 Corinthians 16 in the earlier letter to the Corinthians. He said to them in verse 1 of chapter 16, Now concerning the collection for the saints... As I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye, upon the first day of the week. Let every one of you lay by him in store, as God has prospered him, that there be no gathering when I come. And when I come, Paul is saying, he will ultimately will bring, will take and bring uh, the liberality of the Corinthians unto the city of Jerusalem, to Jerusalem. So there will be, he's saying to them in verse 1, there is an advantage that the Corinthians will have by ministering to the saints. He's saying to them in verse 1 of chapter 9, for as touching the ministering to the saints, it is over and above. It is advantageous for you that for me to write to you. In other words, I'm writing to you that it is for your advantage if you are going to be ready with promise that you have made to send a support for the need of the poor in Judea. In other words, 
Paul wanted them to realize that by doing that, they will provoke others. They will encourage others. Let's remind us of the verse of, that is found in Hebrews 10 and verse 24. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love, and notice, and to good works. By being those that are participating in the giving for the needs and for the work of the Lord, in whether it is for the gospel work, or whether it is for the servants of the Lord, or whether it is for the poor and the needy, or whether it is for any part of the ministry, there is an advantage in doing so because there is provoking one another. And Paul says in this verse 1 that there is pointing to the advantage that the Corinthians will have by ministering to the saints in the city of Jerusalem. The advantage it is that they will stir others to do the same. They will stir others to be helping and giving graciously for the things of the Lord. In verse 2, Paul boasted a year ago of the Corinthians to the assemblies in Macedonia. He is saying in verse 2, For I know for uh, the zeal, the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that Achaia was ready a year ago, and your zeal has provoked very many. You see, Paul saying, already a year ago, I have already boasted to them in Macedonia of you, that you were already to send the funds with the delegation to the needs of the saints in Jerusalem, in Judea. He continues in verse 3, and Paul is really sent brethren to Corinth already to prepare the Corinthians before he is coming to receive the collection. So he said in verse 3, Yet have I sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf, that as I said, ye may be ready. So Paul wanted, he gave a warning ahead of time to the Corinthians. He sent some ahead of time so they will be ready with the gift support that will be taken to the needy. Uh, so he's, you notice, beloved brothers and sisters, Paul is encouraging the Corinthians to have a mindset that will be recognizing that their giving for the needs and the ministry of the Lord's work will provoke others. And so he's encouraging them to be ready to fulfill the promise that they have made a year ago when he was boasting of them to the saints in Macedonia. In verse 4, Paul did not want the Corinthians to be unprepared with their gift for the saints. So he's saying, lest happily, if they of Macedonia come with me and find you unprepared, we that we say not ye should be ashamed in this same confident boasting. So in other words, Paul is really saying here, you see, brethren, I 
send someone to come to you to be ready with the promised gift that I have already boasted of you to the saints in Macedonia. So, therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort, the, uh, to encourage you and to send along already ahead of time those that would come and prepare you for our coming. So if I come with others from Macedonia, they will not find you unprepared. And you see, beloved brothers and sisters, Paul never wanted that giving would be done by pressure or by manipulation. Uh, giving has to be out of a willing heart and willing mind and not because one is under pressure or one is being forced to. You will see as he is going to move along in this chapter that he will emphasize it more and more. Well, in verse 5, Paul wanted that their gift will be a willing gift and not by constraint. Not as if he is coveting something, but he wanted them to do it willingly. And notice what he is saying in verse 5. Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand, notice that, beforehand your bounty. In other words, their, their giving is reckoned as a bounty, as a blessing, as a willing gift. It's a generosity, so that your bounty, whereof ye had noticed before, that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. So, Paul, in these first five verses of Second Corinthians chapter nine, gave the Corinthian this very important reason for giving. And this reason is the fact that, that your giving, Corinthian, will provoke others. Your giving will be a stimulation to others, stimulate them, encourage them, bless them, and it will not come out of something that they're being forced upon you, not as someone coveting what you have, but it will be your bounty and uh, it will be a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. It will be a willing gift, a blessing gift, a generous gift, and not a gift that comes because one is coveting that which you have. This is a very uh, important there are few verses that we can read concerning our Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, who said on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6, we do read in verse 1, Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them, otherwise ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound the trumpet before thee as a hypocrite. Do in the synagogues and in the streets, 
that they may have glory of men, verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. This is what Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, was sharing with the multitude who came to the, the mountain in Galilee to listen to his teaching. And you remember in uh, the Gospel of Matthew, then the multitude went up into that mountain that was in the north of Israel, and how he began to teach them, and he gave them this instruction, and the principle remains really the same as Shaul Paul is instructing the Corinthians concerning the believer's giving. Your giving, verses 1 to 5, will provoke other believers. But he doesn't stop here. The apostle Paul continues in verses 6 to 11, and he gives them, present before the Corinthian a second encouragement, a second reason as to uh, why they should give and a principle for giving. And the second uh, lesson and reason for giving is that your giving, Corinthians, will not only stimulate others and provoke others to act like you in a right way, but it will also bless you yourself, Corinthian. And how true it is that God is delight to have his people give for the things of the Lord, for the gospel's sake, for the needs of God's people, for the needs that exist around. And it, it produces a blessing to the giver. And so we read in verse 6, Paul pointing the Corinthians to the biblical principle. Listen to this. This is very interesting verse in 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 6. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully or generously shall reap bountifully. Look at the principle. It is such an important principle that we have here in this verse. Now, Paul, of course, is uh, giving us a principle that we learn from the Hebrew Scriptures, of course, because the Word of God oftentimes taught uh, in days of old the nation of Israel that those principles that apply in every generation. In Proverbs 11, in verse 24, we read, There is that scattereth, and yet increases. And there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. In other words, the one that scattereth, yet he is increasing. And the others that withholding, he is now becoming poorer and poorer. Now, it is a principle, this is Solomon, Shlomo, taught Israel in the book of Proverbs, but this is an important principle to learn. 
And that's why Paul is saying, He which soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly. He that soweth bountifully or generously will also reap generously. There are other verses that it can be read from the Hebrew Scriptures. In Deuteronomy uh, chapter uh, 15, uh, we read in verse 10, Thou shalt surely give him, and thine heart shall not be grieved when thou give unto him, he's speaking about the poor, to give to the poor, because that for this thing the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thy works, and in all that, that thou puttest thine hand unto. In other words, here is God gave Israel a promise that when Israel will deal with their brethren and their people, the poor, in the right way, and that their heart will do so out of love and care for the needs of the poor, they will ultimately be blessed. In all that thou puttest in thine hand to do, God shall bless thee. We read in Deuteronomy a chapter 15 and verse 10. In chapter 16, we read in verse 17, Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord, thy God, which he hath given thee. And so you see, the encouragement here is that when one sowing, Sparingly, he will also reap sparingly. But when one soweth bountifully, generously, the Lord promised to bless, and he shall also reap bountifully. You know, when you think about uh, to sow sparingly, you know, God himself gave us such an amazing lesson to learn because he himself did not spare someone that was so dear to him. 